Welcome to Supply Chain Now, the voice of global supply chain. Supply Chain Now focuses on the best in the business for our worldwide audience, the people, the technologies, the best practices, and today's critical issues, the challenges and opportunities. Stay tuned to hear from those making global business happen right here on Supply Chain Now. Hey, good morning, everybody. Scott Luton here with you on Supply Chain Now. Welcome to today's episode. Hey, today we're going to be offering up a boatload of key takeaways from the 2021 Supply Chain Insights Global Summit. So this annual event was hosted by the one and only Laura Ciceri, and it took place just in the last week or two. The big theme of the event was Imagine Supply Chains in 2030. Now, the in-person portion of the event was held in Franklin, Tennessee, and our Supply Chain Now team exclusively hosted the virtual version with our virtual family, which you may hear us refer to as the VFAM for short. Now, this was an intriguing event with no sponsors, and in fact, all the speakers were hand-selected so that real learning and knowledge exchange would be a big priority. Now, for today's show, I've asked several folks to offer up their key takeaways. So momentarily, we're going to be hearing from Laura Ciceri, Kelly Barner, and Kevin L. Jackson. But for starters, I'd like to share a few of my takeaways from the event. So first up, I love the really big point that Bharat Vermani with Schneider Electric made in his keynote. He said, when done correctly, digital transformation really empowers the people. Now, I wholeheartedly agree there and believe that for professionals that aren't afraid to learn and do new things, well, digital transformation is not only going to transform industry, but it's going to be transforming their careers, creating lots of new opportunities. Secondly, Tally Rosman with Xerox gave a great chat on 3D printing. So early in her keynote address to the attendees, Callie kept it real and asked the rhetorical question that everyone was already thinking, which was, if 3D printing is so great, why is everyone not using it? Now, Tally went on to say that industry leaders must really communicate business cases for 3D printing that fully answer the WIFM factor, and WIFM being what's in it for me. Now, on a personal level, as our Luton household has seen a variety of appliances give up the ghost and go down in the last 12 months, they range from the dishwasher to the dryer to the microwave to the clothes washer, you name it. So I'm hoping that the spare parts industry really can make greater strides with 3D printing in the months to come, which hopefully will cut down on some of those repair lead times and delays. Third, a big takeaway for me was Jane Kaiser's keynote. Now Jane is with Bayer and one of her points generated a ton of discussion with our virtual audience, the VFAM. Jane said that the old rule of thumb that states organizations should be spending 10% of their time on training, well that's just not enough. In this fast changing environment that we have today, Jane believed that we should be closer to spending 20% of our time training our team members. Jane also spoke to how it's incumbent on organizations and business leaders to get supply chain planners both the information they need, but also the right tools that they have to have to get the job done. Now, speaking of planners, in one of my favorite sessions of the event, Allison Hatfield with Mars 
spoke frankly and transparently about the planning profession. Now, Allison has a ton of experience in the profession and is really a super planner that wears a cape. Now, when Laura Cesari asked Allison what supply chain planners would welcome the most from their teams, she replied, quote, appreciation. Tell us, thanks so much for working hard to build a good plan for the team, end quote. Folks, we have to love on our planners. They're so critical to supply chain success. Other quick observations about specific keynotes. There are so many good ones. Great discussions. Great perspectives shared. Tony Zuezo with Dollar General was outstanding. Lots of remarks were made about just how entrepreneurial the Dollar General culture is. Desiree Wood with Real Women in Trucking, I think she opened a lot of eyes with her keynote. She advised attendees not to typecast when it comes to trucking professionals, that there is a lot of diversity in the profession. Desiree also made an exceptional point that trucking issues are everyone's problem, not just truck drivers or shippers, but everyone's. Great point. Daryl Edwards with Lazy Boy gave a really big final keynote on day three, including an entertaining follow-up Q&A with Laura. Now, Daryl made a lot of big points, big helpful points, but in my view, the biggest was on real leadership. Daryl shared some simple feedback from a former employee, which meant a lot to him. The employee said, quote, Daryl, you always took care of us, end quote. Now that's what real leaders do, and thankfully so, because the hardworking global workforce that makes supply chain happen in today's challenging environment, well, they certainly deserve leaders that are going to take care of them. But some of my favorite takeaways were not from just the keynotes. As I'd mentioned, we had an incredible virtual family, the VFAM. And they, they joined us throughout the three days, and they brought their voices and their POV in spades to the discussion. Quite a savvy group. And it was a healthy, engaging discussion for sure. For example, Shri Hamid with Aviva shared this observation and question, saying, quote, We made a lot of progress in the 90s as we tore down the walls between forecasting, distribution, manufacturing, and procurement. But it feels like the supply chain profession got comfortable with their kingdom and stopped tearing down walls to marketing, sales, R&D, etc. Is this a fair criticism? End quote. How would you answer Sri's question? Finally, one really big takeaway for me, and I'm leaving so much unsaid. Our Supply Chain Now team used a fun theme for each of the three days of the event. Of course, we had an overarching theme of Supply Chain 2030, but each of the days to make it fun and engaging and, and to also not talk shop, we used a fun theme. So the first day, the fun theme was pets, and we got a lot of dog talk and, and pics. Lots of dog lovers in our audience, in our, our VFAM community. The second day was food, one of our favorite topics here, and we got a ton of feedback, pics, and chatter. And by the way, if you love food, check us out, Supply Chain Chow, C-H-O-W, on Facebook, where it's a, it's a sub-community dedicated to exchanging recipes and, and food thoughts and pictures and experiences, you name it. Anyway, that second day, the fun theme was food. And then the final day, the fun theme was music, right? 
That had us talking about Aretha Franklin, Queen, Led Zeppelin, A Tribe Called Quest, and a lot more. So one of our really bright attendees took one of our fun themes, that's the the topic of food, and crafted essentially a supply chain poem that our team really appreciated. In fact, my dear colleague Greg White said that he was hanging it on his wall. So with my final observation here today, before I bring in several guest takes, I'd like to share with you the following thoughts penned by Michael Garbage with Corning. Quote, Only a tiny fraction of restaurants are being awarded Michelin stars. Similarly, with Supply Chain to Admire Awards, if you're aiming to get there, you are shooting to the moon and you have to be a badass. You will not make it by only optimizing your kitchen. The most efficient manufacturing is not contributing to the most effective supply chain. Technology will not get you there either. Having thermal immersion circulator machines, sous vide, does not make you Thomas Keller. So stop thinking about Tower of Stupidity, focusing on transactions that occur in the walls of your ERP jail. The real battlefield is outside of it. Break the walls of your eating place, starting with the customer. Focus on its value. Map the process. Synchronize it and guard it with the right metrics, such as first-pass yield, schedule adherence, hands-free orders, etc. Be close also to your suppliers, like the best chefs that buy directly from farmers. When it comes to data, think about insights that they are uncovering. Remember that science will never eliminate an art. The best meals are built on three ingredients only, but there's a secret sauce that provides an unforgettable twist. Last but not least, don't get rid of salt and pepper. They're like spreadsheets, giving you ultimate control over the final taste. Remember, though, that too much of that is not healthy, end quote. Now, wasn't that just awesome? So well done, Michael, and a pleasure connecting with you and the VFAM last week at the conference. Okay, now I'd like to share a few thoughts from the mayor of the event. That's right, Lars Cesari was our esteemed host throughout the three-day event, and I want to get Lars' take on what made the Supply Chain Insights Global Summit a true learning event, and just how that's different from so many other events these days. Hi, this is Laura, and thank you for joining me today, and thank you for joining the conference. I'm back home now, a 13-hour drive from Nashville, and I'm relaxing with my puppy and thinking about the conference, and I've had several really wonderful notes about the conference. And I want to step back and just thank people for going with me on the journey. The conference that we put on, the Supply Chain Insights Global Summit, is a different kind of conference than others in the industry because, unfortunately, in my opinion, what has happened is the conferences have become co-opted as marketing, not as learning events. And we designed the Supply Chain Insights Global Summit as a learning event with extreme networking and hand-picked speakers. And probably the most valuable part of the summit, and one that I think that you were able to achieve on the virtual online, is networking with each other. Because my belief is that the answer is not black and white. It's what we can do in terms of 
Forging Insight as a guiding coalition to help us to make supply chains better. Because I believe that supply chains build economies, build careers, and hopefully will help us to save the planet. And we need to get serious about it. So this is Laura. Thanks for joining us. Saving the planet. How about that for supply chain with a purpose? Big thanks to Laura Ciceri and her wonderful team for assembling a world-class event. Now let's bring in Kelly Barner, who was one of our fellow virtual co-hosts, and she's always a lot of fun to collaborate with. Kelly was also a good sport, as I brought up a few stories that probably surprised her just a bit. But let's listen in as Kelly shares her key takeaways, including one thing that you might be doing that is certainly hurting your suppliers. My name is Kelly Barner, and I'm the host of Dial P for Procurement here on Supply Chain Now, as well as one of the commentators from this week's Supply Chain Insights Global Summit. Now, when I reflect back on the week, I'm really glad I'm a note taker. There were so many interesting and inspiring ideas that they could easily have been lost to me at this point if I hadn't written them down. Here are a few that really stood out. Efficient silos don't make effective supply chains. Or, put another way, don't let the silos win. Laura Ciceri pointed out that if each functional team in an enterprise has its own metrics, terminology, and systems, there is no way they are going to be able to connect their supply chain from raw materials to consumers. Everyone has to play a defined role in a big interconnected system, or some amount of counterproductive confusion and wasted energy is going to be inevitable. A variation on this idea came out of one of the panel discussions. It took the form of articulating the difference between integration and interoperability. Now, they're definitely not the same. In my opinion, if you are focused on integration anywhere above the data layer, you're actually enabling the continuation of silos, whether you intend to be or not. Now, this was predominantly a supply chain event, at least up on the marquee. But there were plenty discussions of procurement and procurement-related responsibilities. For instance, procurement and supply chain pros, and of course, our processes and systems, have become more black and white as the world around us has become increasingly gray. I don't know for sure, but I suspect that some of this results from recent pushes to either embed automation or distribute sourcing and purchasing responsibilities out to distributed buyers. Both of those things require some level of standardization, but if we take that too far, we drive out all of the nuance and agility, and with them goes competitive advantage and differentiation. Last but not least, and let me scream this from the mountaintops, if you are driving metrics such as cash to cash by extending payables, stop it right now. I mean this, stop it. You're hurting suppliers, and it will cost your company in all kinds of ways for much longer than you think. If companies can't thrive in cooperation with their suppliers, they can't thrive at all. And that is most true when times are tough and everyone has a tendency to look out for numero uno instead of working as a network or ecosystem to keep everyone's heads above the water at the same time. Now, those are my key professional takeaways. 
But I would be remiss if I didn't share what I observed personally from attending and commenting on this event. 4% of the supply chains evaluated as part of the Supply Chains to Admire program won an award. And trust me, only a very small percentage of the world's very best supply chains were even considered. There are no participation trophies in global business or in supply chain for that matter. Being the best is hard. It's really hard all of the time with no breaks. You have to be willing to do things that other organizations won't or can't do consistently and at scale. I was totally impressed with the level of achievement showcased this year. There was so much to learn, and that is true whether you happen to manage a supply chain or not. Good stuff, Kelly. Appreciate that. Now, our cleanup power hitter on today's show is my dear friend, Kevin L. Jackson, host of Digital Transformers here on Supply Chain Now. Now, Kevin is a world-renowned expert who you could say wrote the book on cloud computing and digital transformation. So let's get some of Kevin's observations as well as his take on one individual in particular that kept folks on the edge of their seat. Hello, everyone. This is Kevin L. Jackson, host of Digital Transformers on Supply Chain Now. Recently, I had the pleasure to serve as a virtual host for the Supply Chain Insights Global Summit. This was the ninth annual summit, and this year was focused on imagining the supply chain of 2030. The astonishing takeaway I gleaned from the event was the breadth, depth, and engagement of the attendees. While the in-person session was limited due to the pandemic, the VFAM or virtual family was out in force. The obvious advantage of consuming the live sessions via hop-in and interacting with the virtual audience during the live breaks at the Hilton Franklin Cool Springs was amazing. My fellow Supply Chain Now hosts were also awe-inspiring. Their ability to pull out the essential keynote presentation nuggets into the online chats and commentary kept the flow engaging. A VFAM attendee likened us to sportscasters calling the play-by-play. In a way, that was one of the greatest compliments I've ever heard. Think about it. We were able to transform a business conference into an entertainment event. Laura Cesari herself did an impromptu Ask Me Anything that riveted the chat audience to their screens. She was equally captivating on stage, asking all the right probing questions and pushing the attendees to innovate beyond what many see as limits. I really appreciated her willingness to challenge the status quo and to point out the quote, industry best practices that really need to be thrown away. Kudos to Supply Chain Insight for putting on a transformative event. You really set a high bar for hybrid conferences. Thank you for having me on the show. Well said, Kevin, and I agree with you. I think one item on a list of differentiators that this event had was indeed Laura's follow-up Q&A with each presenter. There weren't any softball questions, and Laura kept that frankness factor at a really high level, which optimizes the learning and perspective exchange. Some of my favorite parts of the event, for sure. 
Okay, folks, that just about does it. The 2021 Supply Chain Insights Global Summit was a home run. And if you missed this year's, be sure to join us in 2022. It's really next to impossible to convey three days of a world-class event into a 30-minute or so podcast. But I do hope you enjoyed these key takeaways powered here by our Supply Chain Now team. So be sure to connect with Laura Ciceri, Kelly Barner, and Kevin L. Jackson, of course, on LinkedIn. And on behalf of our entire Supply Chain Now team, this is Scott Luton signing off for now. Hey, challenging you to do good, give forward, and be the change that's needed. And with that said, we'll see you next time right back here at Supply Chain Now. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being a part of our Supply Chain Now community. Check out all of our programming at SupplyChainNow.com and make sure you subscribe to Supply Chain Now anywhere you listen to podcasts. And follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time on Supply Chain Now.